Welcome to episode 113 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So let's now turn on the random number generator. A warning light has appeared on the random number generator indicating that it has now traveled 8,000 light years and is due for an oil change. I will make a note of that. The random number generator has also produced the coordinates of 21 hours, 12 minutes, 44.0 seconds right ascension, and plus 50 degrees, 6 minutes, 18 seconds declination. The coordinates for this episode point to a white dwarf named GD394, located at a distance of 164 light years or 50.3 parsecs in the constellation Cygnus. A white dwarf is the core left behind when the star about the size of the sun dies. The sun and other stars like it are currently at the stage where they are fusing hydrogen and helium in their cores. However, as a sun-like star gets older, its core will fill up with helium, and the sun-like star will go through a series of changes, including growing to become a red giant. Later on, the star will fuse helium into carbon or oxygen in its core, but then will not have enough mass to trigger the fusion of carbon or oxygen into heavier elements. Once a core of carbon and or oxygen builds up, the core does nothing but fusion still continues around the core, and eventually the outer layers of the star get blown away, leaving the inert core. That core of carbon and oxygen, which may retain some sort of thin layer of hydrogen and helium, becomes a white dwarf. The universe contains a lot of white dwarves, and if GD394 was a boring white dwarf, I would not have created an entire episode about it so it must be weird in some way. The weirdness started in the 1980s, when the International Ultraviolet Explorer, which was one of the first ultraviolet space telescopes, discovered the presence of a substantial amount of silicon in GD394's outer gas layers. Silicon is an element much heavier than carbon and oxygen that could not have been created by fusion in the core of GD394 before it became a white dwarf so the white dwarf shouldn't contain that much silicon, if any at all. Later on, people also found extra-large amounts of aluminum, phosphorus, and iron in the outer layers of GD394. Again, these are elements much larger than carbon and oxygen that could not have been formed in the star's core before it became a white dwarf, so it was not immediately clear where these heavy elements came from. What got weirder is that when people started studying GD394 more carefully in the 1990s with another ultraviolet space telescope named the Extreme Ultraviolet Explorer, 
they discovered that the ultraviolet brightness of GD394 varied on a period of 1.150 days. Confusingly, though, people doing follow-up observations in the 2010s did not find any variability in the ultraviolet light, but they did find variations in the light at visible wavelengths. They also came up with the slightly more accurate measurement of 1.146 days for the brightness variation period. This now indicated that something was either orbiting GD394 very closely, or that something was happening on the surface of the white dwarf. This includes a whole bunch of various hypotheses, a lot of which involve exoplanets or something like that. One hypothesis describes material containing a lot of heavy elements falling onto GD394 in just one place, forming a dark spot, or actually a slightly less bright spot, on the outer layers of the white dwarf. It wasn't exactly clear to me how infalling material would just land in one spot, but I did not create the hypothesis. Maybe it had something to do with magnetic fields. Anyway, Another hypothesis is that a planet is orbiting very close to GD394 and is evaporating, forming a gas cloud that contains a bunch of heavy elements that partially obscure the light from the white dwarf every time the planet passes between us and the star. A third hypothesis is that a bright spot on the surface of GD394 has been created by magnetic fields connecting the star to some sort of orbiting planetary object made of iron. GD394 seems to be a real mystery, and so I would expect astronomers to continue to try to observe the star to understand exactly what's going on. Also, this could involve exoplanets, and that really excites astronomers and their sources of research funding, and so that's another reason why astronomers will continue to observe GD394. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of GD394 in the sky is in the Atlantic Ocean, slightly more than 800 kilometers east-northeast of Newfoundland, Canada. This is actually on one of the main routes that planes fly between Europe and the United States. Since I live in the United Kingdom, but frequently visit family in the United States, I've probably passed over this location several times myself. What I could say is that the next time you're flying over the Atlantic Ocean, over this location, and you look down at your tray table after the in-flight meal service and see a mysterious spot of food on your shirt, you can associate that mystery spot with the mystery spot on GD394. The spot for this podcast on the web is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and these sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. 